Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to This is Maria. Today, we're talking about birthday numbers in numerology. Birthday, the day of your birth, means a lot, actually. And today, we're going to dissect the first seven numbers. So if you were born on the first through the seventh of any particular month, this video is for you. Before we dive in, a couple of housekeeping items. My book, The Rose Codes, The Book of Initiations, is out and available on Audible and Kindle. This is a book about divine femininity. This is a book about integrating your feminine energies, anchoring them. It is a book about healing, deep healing of your sacral center, your heart, your third eye. It's a book about being connected to the Divine Mother and the divinity within and without. So if that resonates with you, do come check it out. And I also invite you to join my healing circles, which are workshops and events, virtual events that I'm doing. It's about one a month that I'm working on. And usually they're prompted by either activating something or healing something within the collective. Um, my up and coming ones are going to be a one on activating your etheric wings. So your energy body activating the full potential of your energy body and the second one is going to be about healing the throat chakra the throat center speaking and living your truth if you're interested in checking out the workshops they are available on my website this is maria.com under live events all right my darlings super exciting topic now um your birthday number is one of the core numbers in numerology. So it is considered one of the more important numbers to look at your numerological chart. Now, is it going to tell us your whole life story? No, it won't. Is it going to be the, you know, the end all be all? It won't. It is just one facet of who you are. It is one of the numbers that make up your, call it destiny, your purpose, your North Star. It is not the only number. It is perhaps not even the most important number, but it is important enough to consider as you are trying to understand the tapestry of your being, trying to understand what are the blessings that you have come here from your higher self, what is the intended path. And I really love doing these kind of almost like collective readings. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've done a few of these um, just dissecting, you know, your life path numbers I've done for every life path number. I've done collective readings on people's eye colors and hair colors. And this one, I guess, is in the same vein, only it's numerology and not specifically phenotype. Okay, let's get going. Um, We'll see what wants to come through, but most likely I'm going to look at the blessings and the curses of, you know, um, your energy as you, uh, as somebody who was born on a particular day of the, of the month. And we're going to start with one, number one. If you are born on the first or somebody you know, listen up. If you were born on the first, um... Your core vibration, your core signature is that you're bringing something else new and different into your lineage. You somehow are a pioneering energy for your lineage. So you are going to be perhaps the odd one out or the black sheep of the family, or you may be the one that just wants more, has higher aspirations than your ancestors, or wants to transcend a particular pattern, ancestral pattern really, really badly. So you are going to be, you're going to have that innovative spirit. And also ones usually have a lot of physical energy. Because if you think about it, it takes a lot of energy to go against the grain. And ones always go against the grain of their lineage. And um, because of that, 
um, you know, when you're going against the grain, um, you need so much more power. You need so much more momentum to be able to keep going. And um, that's why wands usually bring a lot of really, really good grounded energy. Usually wands have a very well-developed first chakra, root center, where they have safety and security and they feel like they are willing and able to make the choices for themselves based on their own inner compass and they're not necessarily taken aback by call it the collective, whether that is the immediate collective of their family or the broader collective of the human family. Now, in certain rare instances, of course, the one is going to be the broader scale revolutionary, uh, somebody who brings something for humanity. It could be anchoring a particular energy for humanity, anchoring a particular pattern or template for humanity. So there are a lot of ones that are maybe a little bit revolutionary, that um, don't necessarily want to subscribe to societal templates, that want to do it their way. Um, for ones, it's really, really important to um, listen to the inner calling that um, of their soul, if that makes sense, right? So their call is going to come from within. It's not going to come from without. And it's really, really important for them to listen in and tune in into what they want. Because it's through, it's almost like, but what is required of the one is a leap of faith because they are being asked to go into the unknown, to pursue the unknown, to do something else um, and different compared to what everybody else is doing or, or everybody else in their lineage is doing. So um, they are, they have to have a heart of a true believer to be able to walk that walk, talk the talk and, um, you know, end up victorious. Um, so for ones, um, it's really, really important to go within and understand what it is that they want. What are their set of values? Um, ones may be challenged by having a very opinionated parent. Um, that is a very, very common thing with ones. Um, and that parent is there as a teacher early on for the one. So the one can understand that no, the parent doesn't have all the answers. No, the parent doesn't have better answers. In fact, you as a one would always have a better answer for you, right? And um, it's that um, learning curve that you need to go through by having a parent that's very opinionated or very pushy or always has kind of like the answer for everything and always wants to steer you in a certain direction. For the one to understand that in fact, their opinion is the most important opinion to them. And by the way, when the one makes decisions coming from that inner calling and based on their inner gut feeling, intuition, call whatever you want, nudge, they are always happier. They are always more fulfilled. They're more aligned compared to anybody else they listen to. Even if, you know, whoever they listen to is the biggest authority in their eyes, right? Um, the one is called to make their own uh, choices. Um, the challenge of the one is um, not to lose energy along the way because, again, they need all this momentum to not to go against the grain and to actually do the revolutionary things that they're here to do. But they also have a tendency to be very active, to want to do a lot of things and to, um, oh, gosh, um, th they can also have a little bit of a fiery personality where they're losing energy just based on their temper and based on their emotions, either temper or emotions, right? Like they may just get emotional or emotionally charged, go from zero to 100 very, very quickly. And because of that, they may lose momentum and may lose energy. And then when come, the time comes for, call it the quantum leap, 
they don't have the the energy, right? So like that is something for the ones to be very, very mindful of, to always be mindful of your energy. Um, give yourself enough time to replenish. Ones are not always supposed to be go, go, go. Uh, despite the fact that I said that they have more energy than the others, it is not the energy that is always giving. It is the energy that is meant to collect itself, then jump, collect itself, then jump, kind of like a wild cat. So you bring that, you know, wildness of a cat type of energy. Another thing for the ones to be mindful of is that they can be a little bit harsh in relationships or a little bit inconsiderate. Not necessarily selfish or narcissistic to like the, you know, a large degree, but they they just like, it's almost like sometimes they forget to consider others or sometimes they forget that their um, actions, words, um, you know, or the lack of thereof have an impact on others, right? It's It's kind of like almost like they live in the bubble of their own special world and it's hard for them to factor in another and so relationships may be challenging for the one raising kids may be challenging for the one having a family like uh, having you know getting along with their significant other or like maintaining relationships may be a challenge for the one so that that is definitely a challenge and um the other thing is the one that does not pursue their calling is a little bit of a sad sight because they really lose that spark and they like they just don't see the point anymore um the problem is the one that has lost their spark also lost a lot of its energy most likely and so it's very hard for them to get back to that original track to understand what went wrong and how to reconnect with the original plan and so here what i would recommend is connecting to the north star like actual north star I have a North Star meditation on our sacred universe. Um, if you're the one, that is for you. Um, and then connecting to the higher self so you can get realigned back to your path and get the answers that you need around what it is that you truly want, and what it is that you truly came here to do. And for the one, it is really important. Probably, I mean, it is important for well, pretty much everybody, but for the one, it's critical to understand what their purpose is. Why did they show up here? Like it gives them, it grounds them. And, and it gives them conviction that they're not just running around, that there, there's like a, um, the, 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 uh, the method behind the madness, <laughs> right? They need, they need that assurance. Okay, that is the one. Two, if you were born on the second of any month, what does this tell me about you? What kind of energy did you bring? Twos are in a perpetual balancing act. They tend to be considerate. Um, they tend to be um, really um, outward uh, in terms of their consideration. What I mean by that is they consider themselves and their wants and needs, but they also consider the broader community. They, they consider others. And so um, sometimes twos may have a challenge around um, committing to something or uh, doing a specific action because it is hard for them to see the longer-term impact of that action. So um, because they're considering, they're a little bit like the, um, they're a little bit like the um, the scales, the set of scales where they're trying to weigh their every move, and it's really really hard. It's hard for them to see ten steps ahead. Twos usually, um, like if if we look at their purpose and like you know what is their reason for being. They usually came to harmonize either one relationship or multiple relationships. So it's a very harmonious energy that has to do a lot with relationships. Um, very often, they are given a, a challenging relationship in their lifetime. 
Either it is a parent, it could be a challenging significant other, or it could be a child. Um, you know, if it is a single being, that is usually the extent um, um, of um, options. Or they may be called to be a harmonious force for um, a broader group, whatever that is, at work, you know, a particular community in their village, I don't know, their neighborhood, what have you. They may be called to be that peacemaker, a peacekeeper, um, or like a diplomat, if that makes sense, right? That uh, almost like is, is, is here to find the consensus and lead everybody back into oneness. There is that energy um, for twos that is very kind of like, let's bring um, the harmony back. Twos, like I said, um, their challenge is undecisive. It's really hard for them to get going. It's very hard for them to also even find out what would make them happy. So um, because they're they're kind of like a little bit cautious, they don't they're not risk takers. They don't love um, trying a bunch of new things and, and like failing uh, 999 times before succeeding um, the, the thousands thousands time. Um, so they're a little bit more cautious. They're a little bit on the conservative side. Um, they um, fall back on traditions. Um, they have strong values. Family is very often a big value. Family is very often something they spend a lot of time nurturing. So it's and, and they're very homey, if that makes sense. Their house, their home is very important to them. Um, they're the ones that usually remember everybody's birthdays and, you know, special occasions and things like that. And they're super mindful um, about like not offending and, and hurting people's feelings. The problem with twos is they always, not always, often put themselves at the end of the list. So for them, really important opportunity for improvement is self-love right? So they tend to be very giving, don't like taking. They don't always accept help. So that could be a challenge for two, being able to accept help. They are vulnerable, but they don't like showing that vulnerability as well. Um, and sometimes they try to conceal their, their true feelings and true emotions. Despite being that harmonious force, it's almost like they're going to harmonize everything, but they're going to put their own feelings on the back burner. And they don't, you know, with twos, if you offended them, you're very likely never to find out because <laughs> they're, they're really patient. And uh, like I said, they don't, they are afraid or they're worried that by showing somebody they heard their feelings, they would offend the other person. So they are also conflict avoidant because of that, right? They, they don't love conflict. And it's, it's almost like conflict makes them uncomfortable. And that is also why they are such a good peacekeeper is because anytime they get into a large group of people or small, it doesn't really matter, any group of people, and they sense that inharmonious streak of like a fight is brewing, they have this natural inclination to want to diffuse it. Um, and they do that for their own sanity because there are, a lot of twos are also empaths. A lot of twos have very open hearts and they're like receptacles. They're almost like the sponges that absorb so much from the surrounding areas that they feel like, okay, if I'm smack in the middle of this big fight, I just can't handle it. And so they start like softly diffusing it in whichever way, even energetically, even subconsciously sometimes, but very often with language and with the suggestions that they make. So they're that, you know, steady peacekeeper kind of, um, you know, energy. Um, there are very, they are very dependable. Um, they usually keep their promises. They're usually like the, you know, the good person. 
And they, they have a little bit of an attachment to being the good guy or the good girl. And because of that, with the twos, one thing you have to be very mindful of is this people-pleasing tendency that very often comes from pleasing one of the parents, right? Pleasing one of the parents because they didn't feel that they were likable or lovable enough if they didn't please somebody, right? So that is this um, a form of insecure attachment to one of the parental figures. So some healing of uh, the mother or father wounding is probably recommended for twos. All right, moving on. If you are a three, if you if you were born on the third of the month, what does it tell me about you? Threes are bubbly, usually. Threes are very fast. They like moving fast. Um, they are a little bit a ADHD, just by by definition, like by the virtue of their energy. They are not here to be contained. A lot of them have come with this air kind of vibration, like the vibration of air is very uh, predominant. And it's almost like a little bit like if, if three was a zodiac sign, it would kind of be a Gemini. Um, they are very, they're hard to pin down. They're just very bubbly and very airy and non-committal. Um, it's hard for a three to commit. Um, they like really need to be sure that you, like that they really want something for them to commit. Otherwise, they're going to be like, can I tell you tomorrow? Maybe. Uh, so they're like a little bit of like um, go with the flow. Um, it's very important for them to make sure that there is flexibility in their schedule. They are not the one, well, I mean, they'll follow a schedule because they have to, but that's not their preferred way. And they're the ones that, you know, would want to be late probably just to keep their sanity or they, sometimes they forget to keep track of time. So they're late just because, uh, because they forgot. Um, they're also the ones that um, ironically, well, you know, in their mind, like play is really important. You know, that inner child is very important to them. Uh, like, you know, uh, adventure is very important. They don't like serious things. Um, they don't like um, grown grown up stuff. They don't like, usually don't enjoy having a job, especially if it's not like a freelance type of job where they are the, the business owner type of situation or they can control their destiny. Threes, you know, they don't really, they're not very disciplined as a general rule. They don't love discipline. They would, you know, rather just make up the rules as they go. And, but the, be the beauty of a three is they're super creative and they are an artist at heart and they are very like unstoppable in the sense that their imagination runs rampant and they can be incredible innovators. Uh, but the three is really, they need to be excited. Like they cannot fake it. They are, and, and from that perspective, they're very honest because you, you, with them, what you see is what you get because they cannot fake interest. Um, you know, they going to have to really feel it. And so when they pick a career, it's usually something that they truly love because they can imagine doing anything else, right? But if they haven't found yet what they love, they can be perpetual wanderers. Like, I don't like this and I don't like that and that does not excite me and this doesn't excite me. So what would I do? Boohoo. So there's there's a little bit of that potential with the three uh, when they're really picky. And threes are quite picky. Um, but at the same time, they're really good at like relationships from the perspective of um, they it's easy for them to get along with people. They're usually good communicators because, again, they're representing that air sign uh, or like the air um, frequency. Um, and so it's easy for them to, they don't all, they're not all extroverts. 
there is enough introverted people actually in the threes. However, it's easy for them to, um, because they're quite in tune and it's easy for them to um, maintain the conversation or find something to say. So they're not, mm, from that perspective, they're not challenged by communication. Um, threes need to always be inspired by having some newness in their life. So they're the ones that get bogged down by a routine like pretty much no other. So they need that freshness. They need that, you know, something else new and different all the time for them to feel even remotely okay with their lives. Um, so very often, if they are not able to get that through their career, um, they would either jump from one relationship to another to create some form of newness, or they would travel, um, or they would, you know, move all the time. But there was, there's going to be some part of their aspect of their life where, there, where it's complete mayhem, and it's very much by design. And they want it that way. Like, they also have a little bit of this messy artist archetype where they're like, a part of their even physical world is going to be a mess. Like, either it's a closet, or it's their working desk, or it's their garage, but they're like, it's my creative abandon. You know, it's like a place where nothing needs to be organized because there's that streak of them that is like pure chaos in the best way possible. Like so much can come out of chaos. Like the entire universe was born uh, out of chaos, right? Chaos was the original energy. Um, and they have that, like um, that thing that is uncontrollable. Like they're completely uncontrollable, completely free-spirited. And um, they kind of like dance to the beat of their own drum. It is, and some, sometimes they're perceived as a little bit like weirdos. They're perceived as, as a little bit of like, okay, the odd one's out because they like truly have no desire to fit in and truly have no desire to live into a template. And sometimes they'll just break rules just because it's fun and break rules just for the sake of breaking rules. Not because they're rebellious, but just because they're adventurous and curious and kind of like youthful and they just, you know, they could care less. <laughs> um the challenge with threes is, yeah, they get bored really, really easily. Um, it's hard for them to sit still. And a lot in our lifetimes, in our lives, is trying to sit still and like, you know, okay, like pay taxes. And, you know, they, they like all this boring adult stuff. Uh, sorry, they hate it. Uh, they dislike all, all of the boring adult stuff. But they could make very good parents because they never fully grow up. And because of that, they can really like when they play with their children, it's like they're in it, like their entire heart is in it because they're kind of kids themselves still. Um, and um, they can be very innovative, like I said. Uh, they can really push the envelope because that is their true nature. They almost like don't know how not to. And so like things that are like taboo for others or like, no, no, don't go there. These people, they're like, ooh, well, let me consider that. Mm, that sounds fun. Like what if we put, you know, one plus two plus three plus five and add some purple and all of a sudden it's like a, an explosion of awesomeness and like that's how they come up with like they, they fuse seemingly unfusable like un incompatible things together to get something really really beautiful so they're really great at synthesis all right four if your birthday is a four if you have been born on the fourth of any month what does it tell me about your energy four is serious Four is usually the responsible one in the family. If you're the sibling, you know, if you're the sibling, um, one of many siblings is a four, you're probably the more responsible one. You're uh, the one that um, 
does not necessarily prioritize fun or prioritize um, pleasurable things, you you're a little bit there, there's a little bit of that Capricorn energy where you're like, okay, I need to have a plan. It needs to be, you know, well thought out. I need to believe it. Uh, it needs to make sense logically and otherwise. And um, you know, and then we can execute, right? So they're they're there's they're definitely like they're like the executive. They like a very deliberate approach. They like details. They're really good at details. Uh, they're really good at the step by step. Very logical usually. They have a strong gut feeling though, and it's it's almost like they have a vision. Very often fours are visionaries, but like visionaries for how to like. Um, how to turn one into 10 and 10 into 100, if that makes sense, right? So like um, they're like growers. They have a lot of growing growth potential um, and they um, they like things that have scale, right? Um, they like things that are a little bit bigger, things that are a little bit more spacious, things that are a little bit more ambitious. Um, so they like scale. They don't, they're not going to be, you know, comfortable with just like playing a small role somewhere, they, they like being significant. Um, they like spreading their wings. Um, they are good managers. Um, they like delegating to other people. They usually like running teams and they're good at that. They're good businessmen, businesswomen, <laughs> business people. They're usually very, um, um, they would make good engineers. Any, anywhere where logic is required, their logic is stellar. Like really very logical people. Where the four is challenged with is emotions, specifically understanding emotions in others and processing their own emotions, especially negative, right? So the negative emotions of the four can really, really get stuck um, in their auric field and not know where to move. Um, they also have a little bit of a hard time with expressing their feelings. And because of that, they may be challenged with relationships because it, it like they just don't talk or they would prefer to you know, not talk feelings, you know, they can talk about anything else, but just like, let's not just talk about feelings. Um, they may have a harder time saying words like, I love you uh, to their loved one or their partner. They're also a very, they're a little bit of a perfectionist parent. It's almost like they like, they like creating like a whole plan, like and thinking of their child as their project. And they're the ones that are going to sign their kid on to every single extracurricular activity that they could possibly think of. And sometimes that's smothering. Like sometimes that's that's really hard on the kid, right? Because when you're a project, it, it, it's like almost like you have to meet this ideal um, that is really, really hard. Now, fours sometimes are hard on themselves too, right? So there is that perfectionist, like everything needs to be perfect and the angles need to be 90 degrees and blah, blah, blah. Um, that That's like a traditional four. They don't like creative chaos. Chaotic things scare them. Chaotic people scare them. So a three would really scare a four, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, but at the same time, fours can be very impactful leaders, like sturdy, stable, dependable, trustworthy, honest. Um, it's usually somebody who does what they said they were going to do, follows through, follows up. Um, you can count on them. So they have a lot of fantastic characteristics. A little, They can be a little bit on the dull side. 
um, they're not necessarily all that progressive. Like progressive thinking, trying something new just for the sake of trying something new, innovation. They're like, don't fix it if it ain't broken, right? But at the same time, they love building to scale. They love things that um, they could grow, right? And, and they seek out, actively seek out things that they could grow, um, companies that they could grow, ideas that they could grow. And they're really good at, like I said, they're good managers, but they're also really good at leading teams and like building systems and building structures, building process. So that's what, um, what fours are really, really good for. Fours um, very often are career oriented. So that is something about the fours that tends to be true. Less so family. It doesn't mean that family is not a big value for them, but um, if they're just in the family, they tend to not be fulfilled. Like they need something something bigger than that, uh, bigger uh, or just different. So, um, and, and usually they're actually really good at compartmentalizing and combining. Like fours can, be can have a very lucrative career and have, um, you know, a really, really good family life. It's, it's almost like they can check all the boxes. Um, they have that kind of energy. So they're a little bit of the powerhouse. Okay, we're going to do five, and that'll be the last one for this episode. Um, fives are completely, fives are here to explore their femininity. And they're here to... Um, either move through the challenges of their femininity or kind of allow themselves to be less serious, allow themselves to play a little bit more, um, allow themselves to, um, to become innovative. So five is the energy of water, actually. And uh, five is also very much a Venusian number. Five, though, may be challenged with becoming water. So fives may come into a rigid structure of some sort or a very strict parent of some sort. And that may kind of um, kind of like a little bit um, deflate them uh, from, from the early childhood. So they may not always be set up for success. However, there is always something special about how the energy of water moves in the body of a five that is their secret talent. So five always has a secret talent. What does water stand for? Many things, actually. Water can be relationships. Uh, so these people can be really good at relationships, really good at things like sales, for instance. Water can be very emotional, right? So these people can be really good therapists, really good coaches, uh, really good healers. Um, water is, is, is really good at healing, right? Which is where we get with the healers, but it's also really good doctors, really good nurses, um, all of that. That is also water. Water can be the arts, so it can be really, they can be really, really amazing artists. So um, the challenge of the five is to come out of this, uh, the rigidity that they may be against. It could be a strict parent, could be a strict teacher, could be strict inner critic, whatever that is, and reemerge on the other side as water. Not allow yourself to harden or somebody else to harden you and tap into the talent. Fives should always look for their talent. Fives always have a special talent. So if you're a five, you were born on the fifth of the month and you don't know what your special talent is, search deeper. Because your special talent, whether that is a special ability, uh, you know, um, an energy that you bring, that is going to be your path of fulfillment, right? And when a five has found their talent, when they have a full awareness of that talent, it's actually very detrimental for them to not act upon it, 
right? So fives are always called to pursue that talent as soon as they find out. And by the way, they may find out really late in life. And it may seem to them, may feel like, oh my God, well, there's just no way, there's no time for me to pursue that talent. The, uh, the, but the truth is, there is still time. In fact, that could be why you came. That could be why you came. The challenge of the five is actually a rigid heart or a broken heart. So very often fives are gonna be challenged by a broken heart. And it doesn't mean like in a romantic sense only. Anybody and anything can break your heart. A best friend can break your heart. Um, a lover, uh, a child, a parent, a lot of things can break your heart. The world, the state of the world can break your heart. And it's almost like there is a temptation for the five to distance themselves from the world and be like, not ready to deal with this, not ready to deal with this. But the challenge of the five and an invitation is for them to soften their hearts, to crack their hearts open and take the world in because that tends to jumpstart their own magic. That tends to jumpstart their own resource. Fives are meant to be abundant. Five is the energy of abundance. And if you as a five are not abundant, then that means that you haven't worked through a particular trauma that you're meant to work through right? So as a five, if you find yourself not being able to afford certain things or feeling like your level of living, like in terms of material, is somehow below your standards or is not, you know, according to your wildest dreams, that means that there is something for you to be worked through karmically that is pulling you down and holding you down because the energy of the five of water is the energy of money and abundance. And so un unless your energy is distorted, you're going to keep bubbling up to the surface. And it's almost like the universe is going to, is going to give you all of the riches um, and all of the abundance, right? Whatever that means to you. And if the universe hasn't done so, it's because you are actively repelling abundance, right? So for you, Understanding your relationship with money, understanding your relationship with abundance, and if it is broken, how it is broken, could be a very, very pivotal aha moment that could really change the trajectory of your life. Fives may also be called to create something. It could be a book, um, could be a baby, uh, could be something. But like, there are the creative archetype, and they are, and you know literally meant to birth something the, the big question for them is what am i here to birth is it an energy is it a being like what is it and until they birth that thing they don't feel complete and they don't feel fully accomplished but once that happens it's like okay there's like a big checkbox like been there done that yay um fives could be daydreamers they could also, uh, but there, there could be the daydreamer that has a hard time connecting dreams versus reality. So they're not the practical four, where four is like they have an idea, they know how to implement it. Fives may find themselves just wanting a lot of things in theory and like daydreaming, but not knowing how to, like what steps to take to materialize things. So fives could have an issue around materialization and manifestation. Um, so that could be a challenge for them. Um, to overcome or not to overcome, that depends on the five. Some of them really care about becoming manifestors. Others could care less. Fives are romantics. Uh, despite the fact that they're, you know, their hearts are a little bit hardened um, by, by trauma, um, they really love romance and, you know, they, they kind of want to be romanced a little bit. So it's very important for them to like, 
you know, if it's a female to get flowers and things like that from their partner. Um, if it's a male, it's important for them that their partner is also romantic or appreciates romantic gestures. It's very important for them to maintain a really, really good close relationship with their partner, even if the kids are in the picture. So the five, the fives are meant to like reserve time for them to be alone with their spouse or their significant other, even if the kids are in the picture. It's like, have somebody watch the kids. Like you're supposed to have one-on-one -on -one time with your significant other because that is how also how your soul grows and how your heart is um, going to be even more able to come out of its shell. The challenges, I mean, there are many challenges for the five, um, but I, I would say probably the bigger one is um, the heart, the heart healing. Uh, because once the, the heart is healed, it's like the little sun is lit up in their chest and that talent is going to be amplified and they can become seen and they can become fully actualized. But a lot of it, um, you know, a, a lot of the fives that are unhappy in their lives or that feel unfulfilled or just, you know, get sick, it's because they haven't addressed the wounding in their heart and that rigidity in their heart. All right, my darlings, I hope this was helpful. I hope this was fun. We're going to pick up with... Um, at the number six with a uh, birthday six and next time sending you a big virtual hug i'll see you in the next one bye loves <laughs>